podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We got a beautiful show. We got some beautiful hosts. We got a beautiful game. We got taste. We got some beautiful chats. We got some beautiful stats. And we won't stop talking. We won't give it a rest And as a matter of fact It's time to get it off our chests Hello folks and welcome to a very special edition of County Cricket Natters The County Championship may be enjoying a little bit of a pause while the blast gets underway Myself, Sam Dalling and Annie Chave who's been alongside me all day on commentary Annie, how are you? Pretty good. I, I managed to get home and throw a bit of food down me after Somerset and Hampshire, and uh, here I am. Here you are, and here you are, here. alongside our very special guest who's scoring runs for fun in the county championship. He's in the middle of a game as well. Sean Masood, thank you so much for joining us, and how are you? I, uh, I'm, I'm very good, thank you, and thank you having me on your show you are more than welcome sean how so you're up at trent bridge at the moment enjoying the game so far but what a place to play cricket i think for me uh, personally it's a <laughs> surreal experience because i've never been at trent bridge before um not even watched a game over here um let alone played over here so it feels like a very good ground nottingham seems like a very good city and and just to be playing against a very sort of uh, international class bowling attack. That was good. Um, would have liked to score more runs. But again, we should be grateful for the opportunities we get and, and very grateful um, to be playing county cricket and specifically county cricket at Trent Bridge today. Yeah, wow. I mean, that attack you mentioned, Stuart Broad, Dane Patterson, James Pattinson, three international bowlers. This is supposedly the second division of the county championship. It it doesn't get much better than that. I mean, if if you turned up to a test match and that was the attack, you wouldn't you'd be saying, "Well, that's fair enough. That's a decent bowling attack." I wouldn't have said fair enough in a test match because you expect uh, everyone to be of the of, of the same nationality when playing test cricket. <laughs> um, but that seems this seems like a this seems like a sort of. Uh, 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 some sort of version of a World Eleven with with three quality seamers in their attack. Oh, three quality, yeah, fair point. I like the way you pulled me up on that, Sean. Yeah, that's completely fair. It wouldn't be fair in the world of cricket, Sean. We want to talk to you about Derbyshire, but I'd also like to to dig back a little bit because although this is the first time you've played county cricket in England, you've spent a lot of long periods of your life over here. I mean, you started off, you went to Stanford School up in Lincolnshire, didn't you? But am I right in thinking you also live very close to what many regard as the home of cricket? Yes. Um, I think for me, yes, it is my first experience of county cricket, but it doesn't feel unfamiliar. It feels like I've I've been here before because I think I experienced English cricket from a very young age and from, from a place where a lot of young kids start cricket and that is school cricket. Um, I was down at Stamford um, and we had a pretty decent standard of cricket. Um, I remember in the two years that I was playing cricket at the same time, um, I didn't come up against them, but James Taylor was playing school cricket, Johnny Bester was playing, Josh Butler was playing. Um, I played against Sam Billings, so found a lot of good cricketers playing school cricket and then 
um my parents happened to move in the uk at the same time so they lived quite close to lords um around the cusp of st john's wood and made of it so um just yeah familiar surroundings and it was surreal to start the first game at the home of cricket against middlesex for derbyshire so yeah i, I i've always considered england a second home you couldn't write it and did you used to walk past lords regularly dreaming that one day you might be out there making runs a lot of the times yeah just just walking past past lords and and just sort of um like like any other cricketer wanting to play there wanting to represent my country um wanting to play county cricket and i think i've been fortunate enough to to have done both of that so far in my career and and i and i hope that i can i can go there and play there uh lots more in in, in the future um but yeah like th- those are things that that you dream about and and when they happen they they do um feel really good what age did you first uh, pick pick up a bat <laughs> um i mean my dad would would say a very young age but i have pictures when i was about i think 3 or 4 years old and oh. and i just wanted to play cricket um and then my dad was always um he was he was a cricket cricketing fanatic still is a cricketing fanatic um he followed the team everywhere and um yeah i think from a very young age i joined an academy at the age of 5 and and then i think uh, there came a point where i started missing school and i left school um just just to pursue cricket so yeah cricket uh has been yeah has been a part of me from a very young age mm. how well, it's interesting cuz i was going to come on because you then went to the northeast of the country an area i know very well and i was at durham university too um you studied economics there but you were also playing on the the MCCU program and and at that time you'd already made your first class debut over in Pakistan you were playing for Pakistan A so the trying to find the balance between studies and cricket must have been a little bit difficult uh, that's very well researched sam um, <laughs> yeah i think that was that was always going to be be the challenge about balancing both together and i think that's why uh my parents took took a huge punt of sending me to the UK because they felt that that was a place i could do both um it would have been hard to pursue both um in pakistan at that particular age so um yeah we decided to do my sixth form here in stamford um was treated very well got a fair good standard of cricket there and then went up to durham um under graham fowler and again i'll always be very grateful for <laughs> for him um um i i enjoyed my time at durham university unfortunately it was cut short because i couldn't really do the program while on the go because i started getting uh, selected for pakistan a had to play domestic cricket regularly i ended up enrolling into a distance learning program that was um um that was at lucknow university so um my time was cut short at durham but the but the year that i did spend over there that was brilliant i played for the mccu and again yeah. graham fowler took great care of me um the weather was very harsh um <laughs> the accent was hard to get by but um the cricket was was brilliant um my experience at durham university was brilliant um just unfortunate that i couldn't um get through all of it um and i just had to be on 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 the go 24/7 over there you're um you're a very technically good batsman would you put that down to um uh graham fowler and and durham or would you put that further back um i think i think the technical word is very sort of relative um <laughs> i just i think i've been i've been blessed with um 
with with names that uh, to have worked under under people that that have actually allowed me to to improve my game and that started from a very young age um whether it was Akib Javed when I was in the under 15s Mansoor Rana when I was in the under 19s um then i obviously uh, went into first class cricket um yunus khan had a huge uh, sort of impact on how i wanted to mold myself as a cricketer graham fowler when i was at university when i was at stamford school i had elliot wilson as my head coach who's who's at worcester now um i think he does the academy bit over there um sorry elliot if i've gotten that wrong and then <laughs> obviously when i came into the domestic circuit i think nadeem khan who who probably um who was uh, who's moin khan's brother who's uh, who's been uh, in in sheffield for a while before moving back to pakistan and and running the system over there uh, abdur rahman is is a is a young and upcoming coach that i've worked with over the last 5 years and then i've just been very lucky over the last few years to come under mickey arthur andy flower mm-hmm. gary kirsten just just a lot of names um this year i happened to work with otis gibson which was brilliant as well so there's just so many names that that i consider myself very fortunate to just get different perspectives of cricket with then and i think this mickey relationship has been really good work with andy um in franchise cricket for the last 3 years has been very good and and uh, working with abdur rahman for the last 5 years has really helped me sort of um develop my game so um i don't i think i've stopped looking at the game like from a, from a uh, from a technical point of view i just i just see areas in my game that i can improve and areas that that suit me and and i just speak to these various people and and try and sort of work out the best possible way to apply myself whenever i play that's quite a list of coaches before be- before we move away to durham from durham because i know i had friends on that academy a few years before how hard were those 6am sessions in the middle of winter when it was cold dark and foxy fowler was making you run around the gym at durham <laughs> yeah i mean um, those were classic foxy fowler sessions and and i remember because i had to be away from uni for 6 months playing this domestic season in Pakistan that when I'd come back and do those sessions I would have had to stay up all night and then also be studying and covering up for all the term work that I'd missed so I didn't end up sort of <laughs> attending those sessions while I'd been up all night and 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 I think that's where the appreciation from Foxy came about and and again he he looked after me really well and I really enjoyed my time and I felt that I I really started to um, to learn the game better when I was there And you were playing around good players. Chris Jones was on the books at Somerset for a while and made 100 against Australia. Tom Wesley was in that side, Greg Smith as well. So it was a high standard. Very high standard I think when we when I look at look at the team that we had back then. Um we had a great side. Um Jonesy was there, Greg Smith, Tom Wesley and and there were players that were they were already playing county cricket regularly so again to to have that exposure at uni level um that 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 is that is very very good for any sort of cricketer that looks and and again like when i played my first first class match for the uni we were playing against durham who had yes a bowling attack of plunkett rushworth stokes wood blackwell uh mitch claden um so i mean it wasn't easy for a uni boy to just um go out there and in in the in the month of april um face such a relentless bowling attack but again that those are the experiences you live for and if you want to play professionally 
um those are the type of attacks you have to sort of score score against week in week out so again uni was a very good learning curve for me it's interesting you i had that attack i've got it written down in front of me and the name that sticks out because he's a couple of them are still playing but he's still taking hundreds of wickets for durham facing a bowler like chris rushworth because that's a bit different to what you're used to playing uh, test cricket um quite a lot you don't face bowlers like that so and you've probably faced a few more like that this season as well so is that a real challenge for you well i think um in in certain doses you do get bowlers like that that are that are very accurate and then that are going to bowl on that on that spot all day long it seems like they just put an a4 piece of paper out there and they just keep hitting that we saw that with um someone like stuart broad today Yeah, um, at Trent Bridge, he just kept hitting that area. Um, and and I think bowlers like Rushworth, um, you've seen you've seen examples of that in international cricket. We've had a very own Mohammad Abbas, who's yeah, who's doing the same yeah. in county cricket in England and has done it in international cricket. Um, Vernon Philander has done that. Um, again, um, yeah, I think international um, <clears throat> in international cricket, the biggest difference is bowlers can bowl quick and hit that area. consistently for longer spells you get a pat cummins that'll probably be 80 to 85% accurate over 20 overs in a day that's why test cricket's so hard um and uh, in england when you come here you also have to negate with the overheads you have to negate with the duke's ball and then you have to negate with with quality <laughs> bowlers like um rushworth that that are not going to move on move away from their spot for 96 overs in a day so if you're If you're going to score runs, you'll have to take a lot of chances and a lot of risks, which suit that kind of bowlers as well. At the end of the day, are you saying it's cloudy and and sort of rainy in England? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> I've been I've been very touch wood. I've been very fortunate. I think uh, we haven't lost any play due no. to rain this year. Um, it has been cloudy at times. I think my <laughs> first game for Derby was at Oxford and. <laughs> and I was freezing to death um but um yeah I had I had four layers on and and it still wasn't working and I was coming from 38 degrees from from Lahore so it was a huge huge change uh, my body couldn't bear the shock but yeah um England presents different challenges when we're playing cricket over here I was going to ask you about that too because you've come you've flown as you say you've been playing in Pakistan it's snowing and you're meeting characters people that Annie and I know like David Griffin for the first time he was in there t- I saw some great photos of, of some of you in there but I mean it must just be a bit surreal to be at Oxford Brook at Oxford's ground in the snow um thinking well this is just very different right Yeah for me for me it was surreal anyways because my last experience uh, of of the parks at Oxford was that we played Oxford in a in a two day game and we got to bat on the second day because Oxford scored about 350 in the first day and they batted all their 100 odd overs we were 500 and something for one after <laughs> our allotted 100 overs the match was drawn and i was padded up at number 4 with a pad drop oh, no. right but a 100 uh, chris jones got a 200 and greg smith went in and just got <laughs> a casual 100 so that was my experience and then sort of um 12 years later which is fascinating i still can't believe that's true i was uh, i was there playing for derby and it was about 1 or 2 degrees and it was really miserable if i'm being honest Yes. <laughs> thinking what have I signed up for Sean you're a real student of the game aren't you I can tell just the way you have a a memory you obviously study it and you know the, the names you can remember names and numbers but you clearly love your cricket 
Yeah, I think that's that's the beauty of playing sports, and and I'm very grateful for that. You you go around the world, you experience different culture, experience different people. It te- teaches you to be a better individual and a human being at first. And and I think building connections is the most important thing because you're not going to play cricket all your life. But like once you're done, you want to be remembered as as a good person, as as somebody that's that's a good human being and. and and you want to experience different people around the world and sort of build connections with them and and sort of help people in any way you you can possibly help them and and for me enjoying the game is is a byproduct scoring scoring runs is a byproduct is performances at the end of the day are never going to be in your control your processes your your hard work and 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 how your devo- and your attitude towards the game will always be controllable but i don't think there's a single batsman that can say oh i'm going to go there and score 100 in in every innings nor is there a bowler that that can pick a fifer in every innings so um cricket is much more than just the game it it helps you build connections and and as we're seeing the globalization of cricket we're meeting through franchise cricket through county cricket we're meeting different people different cultures and and really learning more to life than there actually is than we think there actually is. Yeah, that's a lovely way of putting it. And in terms of your batting, is it fair to say that you're quite self-critical? Test debut you made 75 against Stain, Fernando, Morkel, and then you I, I read a piece where you were quite you saying, "Oh, well, I got out to JP Dimony, no disrespect to him." And even that 125 I think you got against Sri Lanka, you said afterwards that maybe there were definitely areas where you could have improved so is that something do you have to try and not be too self critical i think i've learned that the hard way over the last few years that being overly critical can be counterproductive um <laughs> yeah like i've i've spoke about the the dumeny thing before i've spoken about the the first test century when i see my first test century again i if i was a fast bowler i would be i would be going going for my head every time i'll be bowling as short as possible and i think that's what england did in the next series when i went yeah. to the uae they they ruffled me up with the short stuff and then i think i had to learn how to play the shorter stuff better so international cricket is something where you're under the pump your 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 technique your your skill your your mental ability everything scrutinized so you just have to learn that you have to accept basically that you are going to fail but then you have to bounce back up as well and i think that's what the the great players do and if you look at the best batsmen in the world um whether it's babar azam whether it's joe root whether it's virat kohli steve smith or kane williamson they've all had um times where a uh, great quality bowler especially in test cricket have sort of challenged their techniques but they've always come back and and they've always sort of gotten on top of that so yes it's good being critical but again you you want to stay fresh you don't want to mentally sort of overburden yourself um accept accept failures and and always try and come back and i think that's that's what i've accepted a lot more in the recent past and uh, i've tried to come back from from whatever whatever downs are that. Yeah, there've been some downs but there's been some ups in the covid the, the main covid season I suppose as it's now being called that 156 up at Old Trafford where you I think you'd bowled at Old Trafford hadn't you four or five years previously. <laughs> I did but at that time I think Joe Root was batting on 200 plus and Bester <laughs> was batting on a on a on a runner ball 50 so that's that was in the best possible time to bowl but I think it's it, that that's how cricket works. I think in 2016 I only got 
39 in the first innings i got fairly out early in the second innings but but that 39 um that gave me a lot of a lot of confidence because when i came back to old trafford um 5 years 4 years later um yeah. that though those surroundings seemed more familiar that pitch seemed more familiar and i had a decent idea of of the conditions at old trafford so i think again um when we think that we fail a lot of the times we fail because we play in unfamiliar conditions and and once we get a chance once we get a second chance in 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 places um if we're lucky enough um and if we've done if we've done the right stuff if we've got the right attitude um think things work out so i think old trafford seemed very familiar when i went back in 2020 yeah, well it's nice to hear and it certainly did work out and shana i, w- I want to take you forward a little bit now to to almost the present day because you are in a rich run of form both for derbyshire and previously uh, over in pakistan both in the red ball and white ball stuff but if you don't mind and and if you don't want to talk about it it's absolutely fine but i was very sorry to hear that towards the back end of last year uh, your sister passed away and took a, a bit of time out from the game she was born with a rare uh, chromosomal disorder um she has a child with special needs so she was always um special and 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 very close to her hearts i mean our lives revolved around hers um whatever decisions we took as as a family um we yeah. made sure that she was a priority and everything everything was done to make sure that she would never she she would she would never have a compromised lifestyle or or in terms of a compromise when it comes to her care and her well-being um losing her was 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 a huge sort of was a huge blow but i think if i were to take out some consolation from that a knowing that she's in a better place and she mm-hmm. probably has a better life now and then and then be that she made me look at life very differently um it made me look at cricket as as just a game at the same time i was going through a little bit of a blip a little bit of an injury as well and and i was really sort of down about it but when i lost my sister i realized that that a bad run of form or mm. or an injury means nothing to you when when you lose a family member and uh, i think after that i i spoke to andy flower um who who's very uh, who i share a lot with and and i said that i'm really not enjoying the game i tried to play the back end of the t20 tournament after after her funeral but i just never felt my head was in the right space and uh, i spoke to andy and he said taking a break really bothered bother me if i miss the first half of the first class season or it affected selection um, i thought i did the right thing and and when i came back i was able to play the game with with a lot of freedom and it's not going to define me as a person and it's not going to wax of my why I just well just enjoy it and and really live live in that moment and, and and play the game so it made me look at the game from a very different perspective very, very grounding experience by the sound of it i i i can't even begin to relate to that shan but and uh, gave you the freedom to play and you certainly have played with freedom if my maths is right i think you've in 60 in your last 16 first class in, innings you've made 650s 400s including two double hundreds and 190 you scored heavily in the psl i know there were a few years ago where you scored about 1200 runs in one day cricket in a very short period of time but have you ever been have you ever felt better with bat in hand than you have in these last 5 6 months um again i think it's more about um how i feel um 
how I feel mentally and and the kind of space I'm in mentally. I think runs are always a byproduct. Um, right. It's it's about how well you're playing and how well you're feeling. So I feel like yes, like um, I'm heading in in the right direction. Again, you never stop learning. Um, you you never you never get the hang of it. That that's how that's how fickle cricket is. Like you always start in zero um, and. No matter how many runs you have on the board, um, there'll always be another target, um, another 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 sort of um, challenge ahead of you, um, another question mark being put put on your on your ability or, or or what you can do or where you can be. So again, I'm taking it day by day. Um, I think again, I've learned it the hard way, and uh, I'm just trying to enjoy the game, live in the present moment. I feel that. My game is growing again. I'm I'm lucky to be here and and to be again. Now I'm I get this opportunity to work with someone like Ian Bell, who's been there, yeah. who's done that. Mm. Um, again, learning as much as I possibly can. Um, it's it's an exciting time. Um, we've got all three formats of cricket to play for Derbyshire. The the Vitality Blast is coming up. There'll be some very good competitive teams knowing england is is the best white ball side in the world um there's no better place to sort of nurture your white ball mm. game than than in england um it might actually help me um gain something an advantage that that not many people from pakistan get to experience because england have obviously played white ball cricket in a very different way so again i'll i'll look i'll learn and uh, I'll keep applying myself and yeah. and and I feel I feel good about myself right now I feel good in my skin and 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 when you accept a lot of things um uh whether it's personal tragedy whether it's bad form um whether it's selection um I think I think things become simpler and and you start you start really enjoying the game well, it's certainly been wonderful having you over in um for the county championship and uh, are you enjoying your time here with um, and with Mickey Arthur as well? Has it been is it been a, a good experience for you? I think I've been uh, very fortunate that it's uh, I get to play under Mickey, someone I've mm. known for a long time since 2016. I've worked with him for three years. Yeah. He's had a huge role to play in whatever development I've had as a cricketer since then. Um, I look back at what I was in 2016 to now. So yes, um, Mickey has played a huge role in my life. Um, the dressing room environment has been brilliant. Um, the the people at Derbyshire, whether it's um, the people running the club, whether it's my my fellow players or or the fans, they've all been brilliant. And I've settled in really well. Um, I've been very well taken care of and. And again, it's it's very exciting, and and hopefully hmm. some at some point uh, next month my family gets to come over as well. So it's again, I'm it's it's an experience that's that I'm enjoying, and I'd like my family to be here to enjoy that this moment with me. So yeah, I've been very well taken care of, and adjusting in Mickey Arthur dressing room hasn't been hasn't at all. It's been it's been fairly easy. Actually, clear one thing up for us, if you don't mind, because I've heard different versions. There was a meeting between you and Mickey Arthur in an airport, which was apparent. It was a chance meeting, but was that was that where it stemmed from, or had you already had conversations and you just happened to come across each other again? I think I should put a put a counter on the number of times I've 
told the story now um, <laughs> okay it uh it basically it was it was um i think from from what and mickey is always going to be the right person to tell the story um i had been in his uh, in his thoughts for a while yeah. and he was going to ring me and apparently by chance at the same time uh, i happened i happened to meet him so ah, i see uh, uh yeah it's something it's something that was already on his mind um and then i happened to meet him at around the same time and and, and we just took it from there that's wonderful and have you enjoyed the so, so a lot of players come over and what they love about county cricket is a it's a bit relentless you played six games in seven weeks but also the kind of close-knit environments that you have and you just jump on the bus and go here so you played at leicestershire you played three games at derby down at lords so you're almost a, a family together for the last six or seven weeks with those derbyshire lads yeah i think that's that's the best part about it experiencing um experiencing the a tour like feeling together um we get that a lot in international cricket and then there's going to different places um playing in different conditions different grounds different fans we've played at a couple of test match venues now we've played at, at fairly smaller grounds now and and it's just brilliant to experience that unique experience every ground every team and every sort of uh, playing can to offer so yeah it's been brilliant and just been learning a lot from them and uh, it's just fun it's family like um how we yeah. all put in the work together and and when it comes to match day that um it's it's good how we've 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 sort of had a very decent start to the season um yes and and hopefully long may it continue and finally i know i'm sorry i'm conscious we've we've gone over our allotted time and you're a busy man and you've got a game tomorrow but i just wondered if you had if you've had much chance to interact with derbyshire members because that's one of the lovely things about county cricket too um there's that closeness between supporters and players both in terms of kind of mentally but also literally they're right next to you if you if you are outfielding on the boundary so have you had much chance to interact yes i think with with the ones that that travel um regularly you see them on a regular basis you always um wish them with warm greetings and and i was lucky to sort of my cousin was over to watch one of the games and he was very well uh, taken care of against worcester um so when i went to see him in in the hospitality area a lot of the members were over there and just got to meet them um um share some exchange some some good conversations with them and and again they're brilliant and and i'm really looking forward to to the t20 games at home where I'm sure it'll be a, a packed full house, and there can be more interaction with with both young and old supporters. Oh yeah, fantastic! That's what county cricket is all about. Sean Masood, thank you so much for taking your time this evening to chat to us. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, you are very welcome, Annie. Thank you very much for your company this evening. Well, it's been a delight talking to Sean. What a lovely, lovely man you are, Sean, and uh, we we're very, very lucky to have you here. Thank you, Annie. Thank you, Sam. I would echo that. Yes, Take thank care. you very much for everyone listening. Thank you to Sean Masood. We'll be back very soon. We got some beautiful chats. We got some beautiful stats, and we won't stop talking. We won't give it a rest And as a matter of fact It's time to get it off our chests Cricket, 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 cricket
Social Podcast Network.